Welcome to Poison for Profit. I'm Zach. I'm Nick. And we have a fun little episode for you tonight. Yeah, a quick little short episode, but still info-packed as usual. Interesting, if not funny articles, I would say. Definitely interesting timing on one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just uh, to be clear, we are talking about BP's uh, new climate goals that we, an update on them, I guess, that we just talked about last week. And also the uh, ego of one of the world's richest people. <laughs> about bp again today uh this article is coming from the guardian as bp uh has just doubled their profits to over 28 billion dollars uh so this is a huge increase uh which they're linking towards of course all good things the ukraine war so they're profiting off of the ukraine war making sure you know, when there's something terrible as the Ukraine war going on, they're making sure that they're making as much money as ever. Yeah, that's uh, typical, it would seem, right? Right. And of course, Zach, what are they going to do with this uh, money? You know, we just talked about all of their great climate goals that they're pushing for to get to net zero, uh, to become a more climate-friendly company i am expecting you to tell me is they're gonna cut their emissions on uh, on production <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> you would think they they just made all this extra money you'd think now they can go climate or net zero by 2030 at that rate right they'll have all this money even to... faster i would think yeah yeah not bp uh they're they've already <laughs> from what we just talked about last week they are already rolling back those goals. So instead of uh, dropping the, their carbon emissions by 35 to 40%, they are now drawing those back to 20 to 30% by 2030. And oh, those, uh, I thought so they're, they weren't even planning on being carbon neutral by 2030. No, no, they were trying to get there by 2050. But No, uh, that's right. Yeah, so oh, at this rate, now I'm going to, uh, who knows, yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows if they get there. 2,100, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, and then they also had to reduce another one of their goals, which was to reduce their uh, barrels of oil produced per day. Uh, so they were going to be reducing it by 40% by 2030. It is now going to be 25% lower by 2030. 20% uh, lower? 25%. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so 25% lower uh, than their 2019 baselines. So, I, sorry, sorry, I said that oh. a little weird. Yeah, so they were going for 40% reduction. Now they're going for 25% reduction to clear, clear that up. 
Oh wow, that is a uh, that's a pretty big change. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, still a reduction, but uh, it's. I mean, they just. I mean, they, this paper came out in 2022, and they're already rolling back their promises two yeah, months like into half. 2023. Yeah, uh, and I would say some of the more important ones, like the carbon emissions and the amount of oil they're producing. So I, I feel like this just kind of brings it to the point where obviously oil and gas, they're not going to do what's right for, you know, the greater good of the people. No one really expected them to. We all, I don't know. I, I feel like it's been like, oh, well, well they'll, they'll do the right thing. But this just ever much shows that uh, they're not going to do the right thing with record profits. Uh, so that, yeah, I mean, they they just posted that report for their their shareholders, right? That that had all these goals and targets in it. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, it doesn't even take how many months ago did they did they publish that? Uh, it was probably it's probably about ten months. I think ten it was months. March. Okay, so yeah. less than, it took them less than a year to change yep. their twenty thirty goals. Yep. Yeah, and of course, what are they actually doing with the money? They're uh, handing out giant dividends to their shareholders. Of course, like we talked about, that whole paper was for the shareholders. So they increase their quarterly dividend payout to ten by by ten percent. So I don't know what it sits at currently, but through that in twenty twenty two they handed fourteen billion dollars to shareholders. Yeah, so hard to be mad about it when they're just paying you off. I guess right. It just shows uh, they're not in it for actually uh, an ambition to action. They're in it for their money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, and not only just the emissions, just like fuel prices are still very unstable, right? And then they fluctuate right. a lot. They can be very high in some places. Uh, so, I mean, this $28 billion profit, it's coming from regular people's like need to move around, right? And and, and go to work and all this and that. Uh and it's, it's coming just, from that and the Ukraine war. <laughs> yeah. It's, and the Ukraine war. Yeah, exactly. It's like the most unsavory ways to make money. Uh, and then you can't even like expect them to back up their, their words on something like their emissions. Right. Yeah. So from what they're, they're putting out there that they're going to be doing these things. They're going to, you know, try and become, I think they even put out something calling themselves beyond petroleum. They have no plans of that. Oh no. <laughs> no this, plan. Is, uh, this is a petroleum company. It's in the, uh, right. the freaking name, dude. <laughs> British <Yeah>. petroleum. <laughs> yeah. You're not beyond petroleum. You, you're not, you never will be. They're going to change to, uh, yeah, BBH uh, I, pretty soon. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> British blue saw, hydrogen. <laughs> and then it'll freaking blow us all up. Uh, um, but I saw a lot of comments on this uh, as this news broke, obviously, that 
a lot of people are calling for governments to uh, have higher regulations on these fossil fuel companies, holding them more accountable for uh, basically just what we talked about, their carbon emissions, the harm that they're doing to the environment, uh, which I, I can't agree with more. I mean, it's something that no matter what you do, you're affected by. Uh, the air emission, the air quality, the global warming, climate change, that by me not driving to work or riding my bike, I'm not going to be able to make up that change. These companies are able to make these changes and they have no intention on it because they are going to put their profits first every time. I mean, that's just the nature of, you know, the the market-based economy we work in or we live in. Uh, exactly. It's competitive to a point that unless you force somebody to do something by by threat of <laughs> of you know death or, or whatever <laughs> uh they won't do it like it's money first and it always has been My article this evening is about the one and only William Gates, founder of Microsoft, Big Bill. Good old Billy. Uh Uh-huh. And he was recently on BBC doing an interview. He was asked if he was asked about the contradiction of being a climate innovator I'll, I'll say innovator um while using a private jet and his thoughts predictably enough is that it is not hypocritical for him to use a private jet well of course and, not he's bill no. gates he yeah. deserves it i mean he's a busy man his reasoning is that he buys the gold standard of direct air capture now, do you know anything about direct air capture, Nick? I know what it means, but I don't know that much. So I'd yeah. love an explanation. So he invests with, he financially supports a company called Climeworks, who does direct air capture of carbon, basically exactly how it sounds. They pull it uh, directly from the air. And he says that the investment he puts into companies like Climeworks uh, far outweighs his family's carbon footprint. Uh, so he, which is, okay, I'm just going to say this. I looked into Climeworks and even in theory, that's just a blatant lie. Yeah. It does not work that way. So let me, let me just tell you how Climeworks works. Do they pull chairs out of the air? <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly, but they're not even a company that like is run on like, like, I don't even know if they run continuously because it really sounds like they don't. So how Climeworks works is that you basically pay them a one-time payment or a monthly subscription to take out a certain amount of carbon in the air, uh, which sounds like fucking insane to call that like a real climate solution, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't make. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, but not only that, it's really hard to tell how it works, to be honest. But not only that, they say it takes up to six years to to complete a carbon dioxide removal order. So once you put in an order or pay a monthly subscription, uh-huh. it takes six years to get that carbon out of the air, the, the full amount of that carbon. And oh, maybe so- even not the full amount of that carbon. I have a very hard time believing that, which the lowest level here is 20 dollars a month for a monthly subscription so if that is taking six years to get out of the atmosphere then whatever bill gates is paying is taking six thousand years i'm sure right. to get out of the atmosphere well even if it's taking six years we're still six years behind right it's a six year feedback loop right so you, you're not even seeing the benefits Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So by the time that it's already too far gone, it's like paying on credit, basically. (laughs) Exactly. And this is what he's calling the gold standard of climate funding, climate innovation. Uh, It's just a joke. Sounds like he's invested in this company. It does, (laughs) doesn't it? I'm sure he is. Uh, If he's talking about it on TV, right? Right. Uh, And beyond that, the... International Energy Agency is on record saying that capturing carbon dioxide in that method, the direct air capture, it's more energy intensive and therefore more expensive than capturing it from a point source. Mm. So, you know, example of a point source would be like, I don't know, a jet, private jet exhaust system, I guess, right? <laughs> and there's no way to capture it directly from a point source like that. The only way to not have that carbon in the atmosphere is to not travel by private jet. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're, they're not, it's not, it's definitely not an alternative to cutting these emissions out. Or, you know, even, even as the International Energy Agency says, it's not, uh, an excuse to delay action. Uh, right. But, I, but it seems like to Bill Gates, it's okay for him to not have to do these things that, you know, would be the standard for anybody else. Right. Right. Well, and it's just like, I picked up a bunch of litter on the side of the road so I can throw out litter out of my car because yeah. I, I am doing my part. Yeah. It's I like, pick- no, you should just still not do that. <laughs> Yeah, I picked up, you know, 10 trash bags worth of litter. I'll just throw out my freaking fast food bag. Right. Because it's not as much. But it's still, yeah, it's still bad. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, just to pile on to to that, the environmental carbon footprint of aviation is like the largest uh, source for greenhouse gas emissions. It's the most carbon intensive activity that any person can make is traveling by plane. And that's only multiplied by, you know, however much when it's a private jet, right. And you're, it's you and a handful of other people on, on a freaking plane going however far. Right. Uh, But I, I, uh, I did laugh at this quote that he says, um, 
I spend billions of dollars on climate innovation. So, you know, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria? (laughs) And like, in my mind, like, yeah, you should not go there, regardless of how you get there. Leave Kenya alone, please. Right. You're not going there to learn about farming. You have no farms in America. Yeah, You're going there to take over their whole food, you know, economy. We also have no scientists in America that can teach you about malaria. Right, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I I need to go to the North Pole to learn about polar bears and penguins. Yes. That's the only place to do it. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's, it's funny because this climb works. It's got a bunch of like quotes and stuff that sort of look like testimonies. But uh-huh. you realize like they're they're very much not. So they have like... <laughs> David Attenborough quotes about like personal responsibility to the, to the environment and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so, so you were right. Microsoft uh, invests in this company. Of course. (laughs) Climate innovation fund. Yeah. So it just, it's just makes too much sense. Of course, that's the gold standard. I'm heavily invested in it. Yeah, exactly. And so what they do is they take it out of the air and they, I guess it, they mineralize it rapidly and then just put it underground into chairs. No, not even. <laughs> they're not even. See, they're not even making use of it. They're just putting it underground. I'm sorry. I'll never get over that. I know, right? The wood furniture. <laughs> yeah, but he he went. I mean, I don't know if this was before or after because I didn't actually watch the interview. I'm just getting these quotes, and these quotes are from. Uh, CNBC, right? So it's not like this is some publication taking them out of context. Right. Uh, but he also said that, and this is where just the, the the ego and the hypocrisy just all kind of show themselves. Uh, he said, what the rich countries owe to the entire world is that they need to get their emissions down to zero as fast as they can. But it's not enough because they, you know, they have so much in the way of resources. So I don't, I don't know if he, if he sees himself as separate from, you know, the Western world or or what, to where the where you know rich countries, but I guess not rich individuals, need right. to get their emissions down to zero, even though he's flying these private jets. All the way to Kenya. He's not flying them. It would be a little more impressive <laughs> if he was flying them. But he's he's traveling by a private jet. You know, what? you know what? That's allowed. If Bill Gates <laughs> can fly himself down there. <laughs> not, uh, yeah. Yeah. Then we'll allow it. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, if then if you think about it, he could bring a lot more farming equipment with him and malaria uh, tablets probably so he can learn better. Yeah, he can become more smarter. <laughs> oh, uh, he uh, so he says. You know, the rich countries, and this is where like just the total disconnect between the state. And you would think like him being the person he is, and and the, the things he says about climate, that he understands the the disconnect that this is kind of exhibiting. He says that. They also need to invent new approaches so that the cost of being green 
and the cost of ha- not having emissions in all areas gets down to zero. He's basically saying we need to reinvent the way we manufacture things, the way we build things. Uh, we need new ways of making cement and steel. We need electric passenger cars. Uh, and it's all on rich countries to do that. It's not on rich countries to say use less, right? Or rich people to use less. It's about basically reinventing all this technology so that they are less, you know, intensive, carbon intensive. And then what we need to do is push it to developing countries instead of, you know, using less and then also, you know, doing things more efficiently. Mm-hmm. We need to make these giant innovations and then spread them all around the world at one time. Right. And I, yeah, I feel you made a really good point there with the, we don't, we're never pushed or push our, you know, companies or anything like that to actually limit the amount of anything that we're producing, the missions we're doing. It's always, okay, well, we'll just wait till innovation catches up. And in this case, I don't really feel like we can wait for that innovation uh, without it becoming too late. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's arguably already too late, right? It's just how bad is it going to get? Yeah, exactly. And Um, how long are we going to keep pushing it off until somebody, you know, comes up with a world-saving invention? Yeah, and it, it... I don't know. I also I always think about like with any of this carbon capture type technology, uh, anything along those lines, burning a log is pretty quick, right? Like that burns the log pretty quick, but that tree grew for like 30 to 40 years before you then use that as firewood. So yeah. it's, I just feel like, yes, we can use technology to increase that time a little bit, but it's not near nearly as, uh, efficient and as good as just the way it happens naturally so yeah i i I really like the point you brought up i just think that we actually need to start getting a handle on stopping these emissions stopping uh, people like bill gates from just blasting around in his private jet With that, that'll end this episode of Poison for Profit. A nice, quick, short one, but I had a lot of fun. I don't know about you, Zach. Yeah, I like these articles. They're a little bit, a little lighter, a little more fun. Um, but as always, follow us on Twitter, Poison for Profit. Uh, send us an email, poisoned4profit at gmail.com. Follow us on the gram. That is poison the number four profit underscore. That's right. Uh, And then, yeah, send us comments, questions, concerns, anything you'd like us to cover, look into. And is it next week you'll be doing your series or the week after? Next week I will be starting it, yes. And I'm realizing now that I'm going to have to split it already <laughs> this first episode <laughs> into two episodes nice it's a little dense so i don't want to don't want to uh, make it unlistenable you know so 
it'll be split up. The first topic will be split. So, yeah, everyone look forward to that. That's going to be on these uh, the environmental groups that we get a lot of these reports from. A lot of the companies pay these companies to make them these reports. Uh, so, Zach yeah, will be and, filling uh, us all in on that. And their propaganda put out articles and, and the environmental and, propaganda machine yes not even environmental <laughs> it's just science man it's just scientific <laughs> propaganda pseudoscientific with that again just thanks everyone for listening and uh we'll catch you on the next episode i'm comfortable with the idea that not only am i not part of the problem by paying for the offsets but uh also through the billions that my breakthrough energy group is spending that I'm part of the solution, 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 part of the solution.